With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Toby Gribben Show. Highlights. Well, we're about to connect with Adrian Bradley, who's our lucky correspondent living it up in Liverpool for the 67th Eurovision Song Contest. Now, where are you sitting right now, Adrian? I'm in the press centre, which is in the conference centre that's attached to the arena in Liverpool, where about eight or 900 of the world's press have oh. been all week to cover Eurovision. Um, it's split into two, so you've got a fan media zone where there's a lot of fan sites and Eurovision specialist sites that cover Eurovision all, all year long, and they've got a section, and then I'm in yeah. a slightly more boring, sedate, uh, normal <laughs> media section. So what's the atmosphere like in the whole place? Oh, the atmosphere in Liverpool is electric. The city... Uh, is it's got a reputation as being a friendly city, but I've I've been to a few Eurovisions now, and I, I really haven't known anything like this one. It's um, it's stunning, to be honest. The, everybody is so welcoming. Every shop is taking it seriously. Every like you see, like this shop that sells party dresses, have them in the colours of Eurovision branding. For example, in the windows, You've got balloons up everywhere. Wow. Everybody that's walking around just, you know, wants to talk to you about Eurovision. Uh, this city is really all in for it, and you just, you've got that buzz around as you go around everywhere. It's abs- it's absolutely brilliant. And of course, it's being held in Liverpool, but on behalf of Ukraine. So, do you think they have managed to mix the two cultures well? Oh, I really think that I, I think they've done an excellent job. Um, for example, Liverpool, uh, all around Liverpool, they've got these um, this exhibition. I think they're called the Lviv Songbirds, where they, they're these inflatable kind of songbirds that are playing some Ukrainian music, and I think it's a Ukrainian art installation that you've got. So they're all over the city. Uh, you've got Ukrainian flags in every window. So all the pubs have put you know, painted Ukrainian flags up or hanging Ukrainian flags up and things like that. And then the show yeah. itself. If you saw it on Tuesday night, for example, it, it's so clearly telling the story of, of Ukraine and involving Ukraine so clearly on stage. And I think that's, that's been lovely to see. Yeah. Now, are you a huge Eurovision fan? And if so, why? <laughs> I am a Eurovision fan. I, oh, I've loved it since I was, probably since before I was a teenager, I think. I used to have watch it at home with my parents and then started watching we had Eurovision parties with friends every year it's just fun and joy and I think that's what yeah. it's going for it it's always you know you might have you might have some things which are silly you might have some things that are rubbish but you just 
you don't really see anything else like it. And it is a competition, and that's fun. And you've got all the voting, and you've got all the scoring, and you've got all those bits that go with it. But you've also got this really great experience of like just seeing different cultures put bring their music, different countries bring their music, and how things are similar, how things are different, and it it's just. Yeah, it's exciting, and you know, this is my seventh Eurovision in person now. So, I've uh, wow. and, and that's on a whole seeing going to Eurovision. You see, it's a whole different level of excitement. I, it's a bit like going to a World Cup or Olympics in some ways. You've got all the different countries around. You've got all the yes. bars, all the parties going on around it. It's just it's it's just a week long party. Have you ever considered competing in Eurovision yourself, or do you have too much <laughs> self respect? I have. Awareness of the quality of my voice, and uh, not something that I would want to inflict on the world stage. Um, I bet, yeah, very envious of the people that are able to do it. I, oh, I would love to work on Eurovision at some point. That would be that would be the dream, kind of help to make the show happen. But yeah, you know, I'm not a singer and I'm not a performer, and because uh, <laughs> you know they're performing, they do it four. T- each show is kind of run through four times. So three of them with a full audience wow. of like 6,000 people. And just to go up there, do your, you've got one chance to do your three-minute song, or how they manage it. And some of them are like, you know, one kid last night was 16. Uh, you know, a lot of them are about 20, yeah. 21, 22. It's incredible. Yeah, there's somebody that's 25 but looks about 12. And then somebody else that's 18 yes. but looks about 30. It's Eurovision, really, isn't it? What do you think about our entry this year, May Muller? I think it's still it's the UK still going in the right direction. It's a really credible. She's a really likable person, and the song is really credible. Um, it's a proper pop song, which is which is that you could absolutely imagine hearing on the radio or around Europe. It's yeah. it's a strong year, and I don't think it's going to challenge the top top two or three. But I think she is going to do us proud, and I think it'll be a really great. She ends the show. I think. It'll be a great number to end the show and we've had a great party and then she'll she'll finish it off nicely. And looking at some of the challengers here, Loreen, who won it in 2012, I think, is back representing Sweden mm-hmm. with the new song Tattoo. Do you think she could win it again? She's the favourite and I think most people here do expect that she's going to win it. I think Finland might surprise. We'll see. So Finland have this mm. kind of rap kind of punk uh, number called Cha 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 which is very surreal but incredibly catchy and incredibly fun in the arena as well so it'll be interesting to watch Loreen is a is a great singer it's a great it's a very good song and she is Eurovision royalty to a lot of people that are here yes I think she'll do well with the juries um if you'd asked me a week ago, I'd have said Lorena's going to walk it. So, so that means she probably still is going to walk it. But who knows? There could be some surprises on Saturday night. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of uh, Karija tribute acts going around, aren't there? I think. Oh, yeah. Northwest Tonight or whoever accidentally interviewed one of them <laughs> thinking it was the real guy. So, so I heard, but then uh, he... He Karija got him up on stage at uh, one of the club <laughs> nights as well to dance with him as well. So that guy's having the time of his life, I think. But yeah, everybody dressed, everybody's dressing up. But even people, everybody's coming out in kind of like colours and glitter and things like that. And they're just having a great party. The audience here are loving it. I think 
Liverpool knows how to party and they really are enjoying it. And as you said earlier, really anything goes in Eurovision, whether it's a song that could be seen as boring or something that's completely out there, like Croatia's entry this year. Mm -hmm. I wrote a list of notes watching the semi-finals and I just put (laughs) simply Croatia. What is going on there? So they they are kind of a punk... In the modern in modern use of the term, kind of punk, kind of drag band that are doing slightly subversive music and and interesting takes on things. I think oh, they got done for public indecency performing naked once. <laughs> oh, no. um, they they tried to argue that they weren't naked because they were wearing wine corks up their bums, <laughs> therefore preserving their decency. The judge didn't yeah. uh, agree with them, but yeah, but that. But also, it's it's bringing some interesting aspects of Croatian culture into there. It's in the Croatian language. There's a lot of songs in their own languages as well this year, which is really lovely to see. Like you know, Finnish song is in Finnish, and it's yeah. starting to maybe break the idea that you have to be singing in English to win. Like last year, Ukraine sung in Ukrainian, uh, but the year before that, Italy sang in Italian. I, it, it's nice. It, yeah. it, it's really good to see now that you don't necessarily have to sing in English to win. And do you think there's a chance for Ukraine to win again? Because they are still high up the betting odds this year, but they're not number one. Mm, no. I, like, the thing about Ukraine that we have to remember is I think they're the most successful Eurovision act this century. They, they've had three wins this century. Yeah. And they are, they're very, very good at Eurovision. They don't, they, don't, they don't come here just to turn up. So I, I think they're going to do a good, perform- yeah. good performance, and I think they're going to do very, very well. Is it going to be enough to win? I'm not sure it will this year, but I do. But I, but seeing them come in the top ten or top five would not surprise me at all. Are there any particular Eurovision entries this year that have made you question the sanity of the human race? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. There have been some entries <laughs> where uh, a little disappointing. Romania was very strange and strange in a way that didn't necessarily even connect, unfortunately. Um, the I mean, just watching Finland and Cha 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 is like I have no idea what's going on, but I'm enjoying it. I uh, it's just all of the acts here have put an awful lot of work into kind of creating their pieces as well and it's so great to see them having the times of their life on a great stage yeah so Eurovision Song Contest 2023 get ready for our 26 fans who's this voice? that's uh, they're, they're doing some run frees so that's Mel C aha <laughs> uh-huh. alright yeah that's nice she's, she's the voice she's the voice of Eurovision I like that so what do you think is the secret behind a Eurovision winning song? Is it the melody, the lyrics, the staging, or something else entirely? It's the package now. I know it's called the Eurovision Song Contest, but really it's the Eurovision Performance Contest now. <laughs> you, can have a, you can have a great song, but if you can't sell it, and you've got to be able to sell it both in the arena and to the people watching at home. And it's a real challenge to be able to do both of those. And like Maneskin, I think, uh, who won for Italy, are, were the absolute perfect version of that, who were able to kind of come out and they could sell it down the camera, but they created an atmosphere in the arena, and, and that's what you've got to be able to do. You've got to have a good song, but you've got to connect with the people watching at home, and uh, that's where you kind of, the ones that win, they're the ones that get that. And, you know, Finland gets that, uh, Sweden gets that. Um, Gustav from Belgium, the, the 80s, 90s house, 
And what do you think about those who claim it's all political? Because I think there's people in the UK that would say it's all Europe conspiring against us. And you would have thought well, last year we proved them wrong, but there's still people well, saying it. There's a lot less people saying it now, I think. I think the, the people saying it this year now are Ireland, who are going on a very similar journey to the one that the UK went on. Yeah. It's... It, people don't... You can't vote against a country in Eurovision. It's impossible. You have to vote for a country. Yeah. So the worst thing that the UK did was just not get noticed. Like, and, and you know, maybe that's worse... Maybe that's worse for us than... We want to be hated, and we're probably not hated. We're just <laughs> ignored because we weren't doing anything good. We bring Sam Ryder. We do a great performance. It's very British. They vote for us. And uh, that's that's what it's about. You take it. You take it seriously then people will vote for you. I don't, you know, there are some, there's always some politics within the votes, but ultimately the song, the song that wins isn't because of politics, it's because enough people across the whole of Europe want them to win. And uh, that's what we've got to do. Now, have you had the chance to speak to any of the performers throughout the week? Yeah, uh, I have. I, I actually interviewed Gustav for mm. a piece that I was working on and um, it's so nice kind of seeing them around. Like, they're clearly, like... It's exhausting. It's, it, they, they're here for two yeah. weeks rehearsing and performing, and it, every day it's non-stop for them. So it's, you, know, you can see that they're exhausted, but you can also see they, they've created a community around them because they, they're, they're now in a bubble with all of these other performers, and they'll be friends for life, these performers. And that, you know, they'll have their WhatsApp groups together, and that's really sweet as well. That's an important thing, isn't it? Because a lot of people, yeah. even if they come last, they still enjoyed the experience and mm. don't regret it. And some of the ones that came last, like there were, uh, there's a guy from uh, San Marino who still does the Eurovision party circuit every year. Like, I don't, he didn't do well at all, but he's <laughs> fun and always turns up and always does all the gigs and gets the bookings. And, and the acts that don't run straight home yeah. after being kicked out of the semi-finals, but turn up at Euroclub and perform their song and hang around with the fans you know that's how they'll keep their career going because they'll get booked for things and they'll turn up to stuff so this is uh, yeah it, it's ex- it's exciting so what are your predictions for who's going to win because I know I think it was last night's mm-hmm. semi-final you got them all right I, d- I did get them all right uh, it doesn't happen very often um, the bookie's favourite is still Sweden and it's favourite for a reason I have put some money on Finland so you know maybe I'm biased to say that I think Finland can win um, (laughs) because I want you know because I want to get my bet back I if Finland do win it wouldn't be a shock to me if anybody else won it would be a surprise I think now at this stage I think it's probably Sweden's to lose but if anyone's going to beat them it'll be Finland and then you know you can quote me on this tomorrow when it's somebody entirely different (laughs) (laughs) Just before we leave you and let you get on with your fun, what are you up to this evening? Because I guess there's all sorts of rehearsals and stuff taking place. Yeah. So I'm going to what's called the jury final, which is technically a, a, a dress uh. rehearsal of a show, but it is the one that all the, the jury votes come from. So it, it matters. The juries are watching the final and they vote on tonight's show. So the, the general public on the phone will vote on tomorrow night's show, but half of the points although we won't know what they are and nobody in theory will know what they are, will be voted tonight. So it's it's a really important show and I'll be in the arena, I'll see what, what everything that's going to happen the whole show and uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Excellent. Well, you can watch the grand final of the Eurovision Song Contest tomorrow night on BBC One at 8pm. So many thanks for joining us, Adrian, and 
Have a great rest of your time there. Right. Toby Gribben Show!